Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast, where your host, Isabel Ross, interviews experts and athletes in the field of endurance sports. Isabel Ross is a three-time Australian long-distance mountain running representative at the World Championships with a best finishing place of 10th female. Twice Australian trail champion, she has won the six-foot track marathon, run a sub-three-hour marathon, and won a 24-hour track race overall with a distance of 198.7 kilometers, as well as competing in and winning grueling ultramarathons in rugged, mountainous terrain. Isabel has raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons. Isabel is an Australian and USA-accredited endurance coach working with athletes of all levels and is a certified UESCA ultra running coach. She's also a personal trainer and podcast host. Are injuries or niggles ruining your enjoyment of running and hindering your performance? Get on top of these and see the specialists at Health and High Performance. Utilising the latest in technology and with a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can assist you with all your running, injury and performance needs. So get back to enjoying your running and achieving the results you are capable of. Head to healthhp.com.au forward slash run or find them on Instagram at healthhighperformance. Health and High Performance are located in Montalbert, Melbourne, but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide, but also around the world. Contact them on their website to find out more. Wild Earth Australia are the online store to help you make the most out of the outdoors with top quality gear at great prices. Peak Endurance podcast listeners can use the discount code PEAKENDURANCE in all capitals to get 10% off at checkout. Head on over to wildearth.com.au to get everything you need for your next adventure. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Episode 122 is an interview with four of the athletes that I'm currently coaching towards GSCR this year. Each athlete has a different goal for the event and I thought it would be a bit of fun to bring them on the podcast and chat about how they are going preparing for this epic race. I will do a follow-up podcast a week before the race and then one after the race. So I think that'll be a bit of fun following them on their journey. So if you enjoy this episode, would you be able to do me a favour and subscribe and write a review? It truly doesn't take much time, but it means so much to me. Not only does doing this help to boost the ratings of the show, it increases its audience reach, meaning more athletes like yourself get to listen. And to be honest, it really makes my day reading the reviews. Now, I do actually only have limited coaching places left. If you are planning a race for 2022, now is the time to get started on your training. I know it seems a while away, but believe me, it is time. To secure a spot on Team Peak Endurance, email me, isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au to get the ball rolling. Enjoy this episode. Hey, it's Tom here, back with some more thoughts, and today I want to talk just about being grateful. After being in this lockdown in Victoria, we've got another extension, another two plus weeks potentially, and some tighter restrictions, and it's really easy to get on a downward spiral at this time for many, and I think it's an important time to actually flip the script and list what we're grateful for, the things in every day that we're grateful for. And look for things that we're grateful for and even write them down. I find when we focus on this, so at least me personally, when I focus on these things, everything uh, just gets better uh, throughout the day because you start to actually look for the things that you are privileged to have instead of the things you don't have. And I think at these times, I understand it's very hard for a lot of people, but I think these times amongst all times is a good time to really try and be grateful. There we go. Hi, Emily, Alicia, Adrian and Pete, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Hi. Hey, how you going? Thank you. 
Now, you are all training for um, a race, one of the races for yourselves at the GSCR, which is a great Southern Endurance Run. But before we get started talking about that specifically, can um, we just take turns to tell each, um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves and how you got into running? Um, Adrian, why don't we start with you? Yep, no worries. Um, so my name's Adrian. Uh, only been running for uh, maybe about three years now. Um, I'm forty. I just turned forty-seven, so a bit of a late starter. But um, yeah, I just sort of got into running. Um, I was just looking. I was probably at a, like a little bit of a low point, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna find something that I can. I don't know. Start striving a bit for maybe you know winning each day i guess um and running yeah i just uh, uh went to get a tax return from a local guy here and he sort of had a running group and invited me out started going for a jog with those guys and next minute just planted the seed to run um ultras and i've probably done about 10 now oh wow that's yeah, a short amount of time, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, that's so for me, I don't know, just gives me that thing to strive for each day get up, go, and mm. um, look what look at you know, I like, like, look what's looking ahead, like the um, this event coming up, so gives me a bit more purpose to um, train harder. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Emily. How about you? Um, yeah, I suppose um, I've always been a, a bit of a runner um, from when I was younger. My dad was a runner, so we used to um, kind of join in with him um, where we could. Um, I grew up in country Victoria, so um, yeah, pretty fortunate to grow up in this landscape. Um, but I must admit that I ran mostly on road um, when I moved to Melbourne and um, it was more sort of like a habit of like after school, just put the runners on run around the river um, and then my dad and I started doing the puffing billy run yeah. um, in Belgrave and we just had so much fun with it and I remember like the first time I did it I thought it was um, like such a hard run um, it was like 13 k's or something um, and that hill that like killed me and then I was like all right next year I'll put in a little bit more training and do it um, and then, yeah, that year it was just really fun. Um, and then I thought, oh, maybe I'll like have a crack at doing a half marathon, which I always saw as like this um, big pinnacle event of like once, you know, if I could achieve something like maybe a half marathon, you know, a, the idea of doing a marathon itself was like completely um, in my dreams. Um, and so I signed up for the Surf Coast Trail Marathon and did that and had a ball. Um, and then that kind of, yeah, led to joining a running group in Melbourne. Um, and then, yeah, slowly, slowly, um, yeah, you just kind of get a little bit more mad and find out about events. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and then, yeah, before you know it, you can um, run marathons and just head out there for like, four hours or something but um yeah. yeah so it's always it's it's always kind of like been in the in my life um but probably trail running in the last kind of three or four years I would say cool awesome it's it's funny how um it goes from a marathon seeing like such a huge distance and then you just go out and do a marathon as a training run yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, now Alicia did you want to tell us a bit about you yeah, so running probably wasn't my strong point. Never has been my strong point. I grew up a swimmer, so I was always in and out of the pool. Dad was a keen runner, so I would often do small runs here and there and do the occasional run at home in Aubrey if there was an event on. Following that, kind of got out of the pool a bit, did some triathlons. There's not a lot going on in the world of triathlon at the moment without travelling up far like New South Wales or Queensland area, so have decided this year running is going to be my go-to. And I'm going to give the 28k a go. Awesome. Yeah. Hey. Okay. I started eight years ago uh, running regularly. It's probably my only ever New Year's resolution that I've kept. 
and it has i think as my wife would describe it it's turned into my my midlife crisis and i started uh i before this i'd run here and there a, a few times but never more than 10k's and so i started back in uh 2014 with the hope that I would run my first half marathon and then I was living in in Melbourne at the time but moved out to Sassafras in the Dandenong Ranges and moving out here was what introduced me to to trail running and in comparison to running on the road I I just loved it it took a few years to embrace the hills and but now I would have nothing nothing less and so I am very conscious that I'm going from hills to mountains which is going to be something completely new but I do I love the hills I think what the appeal from ultra running was I I also did certain surf coast trail marathon is my my first marathon and that all seemed to be a little bit fast for me and what I like about trail running is there's much more uh walking and there's much more eating involved so it seems to be the 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 way to go with ultras yeah I have to admit I do love that about ultras too and and as far as midlife crises go I mean this is you know running's a pretty good one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> better than an affair anyway so that's- <laughs> and cheaper than an expensive car <laughs> well i don't know actually <laughs> yeah um now alicia you said you're doing the 28k because we'll quickly go through and find out what distance everyone's doing what's the furthest you've run before in a, in a race or in a run do you want to just go off mute alicia sorry no, my bad. Sorry, probably no more than fifteen. Yeah, I so don't think. Yeah, by moving up to twenty-eight. How am I finding it? Or how, how do you feel about it? Nervous, very nervous, but also very excited. Yeah. Like, there's a small part of me that's very, very excited, but I'm overcoming the nerves slowly. But the nerves, the nerves are good as I as I say. Push you to 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 really do the work, and and like Pete mm-hmm. said. Um, the great thing about trails and running in the hills and mountains is you don't have to run at all. You do get to To be honest, I think that's why I've picked a trail run to start with. (laughs) It's because I know I can walk the hill if I have to. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. It's still very much a part of it. Um, And Pete, what distance have you chosen to do? So I've, I've signed up for the 50 miles and the furthest I've run so far is 62 k's I think uh, so yeah to to go up to 83 is 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 a significant challenge for me as well yeah and, and especially because with GSCR because of the nature of the train um it's not just a longer distance it's going to be a longer time on feet I actually think I'm more worried about the longer amount of time because yeah. the longest I've run is is eight and a half hours and I think it's going to be double that and so I, I, I'm more worried about the time than the the distance yeah and, and that's and that's good that you've got that awareness of that there and that will once again push you to do all the work um Emily what, can you let listeners know what distance you are doing and what's the furthest you've done before um, the furthest I've run is 56 Ks um, and I'm, I signed up for the 50 mile like Pete. Yep. So, yeah, I feel nervous, crazy nervous about, yeah, similar, the time on feet um, is something that I haven't experienced before, obviously. Um, uh, terrain, yes, the difficulty, absolutely, but, like, I'm really excited for the challenge of it. Yeah, that's good. And Adrian, do you want to share? Um, what you're doing? I'm the hundred miler. I'm just a sucker <laughs> for punishment. <laughs> I'm a sucker. No, I just figure I'm going to cry. I'm going to go all this way from South Australia over to the Victorian high country. I'm going to just make the most of it and spend yeah. as much time as I can 
So 100 miles it is. That's It'll, awesome. And I really haven't got an idea of how long it's going to take me. So um, just, I don't know. <laughs> the longer the better. The longer the better. I've yeah. done, back in May, I did the Hubert 100, um, 100 miler in the Flinders Ranges. And that took me, I don't know, 29 hours I was out for. Um, but it was good. It was a good experience. Um, so I'm looking forward to this being a lot longer and a lot more mountain hills to <laughs> be punished. <laughs> well, what was the total elevation, elevation at Hubert? Uh, maybe 4,000. Yeah. Maybe under, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. I actually signed up for these. I signed up for the GSER and didn't even really look at it. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I sort of found out afterwards. A friend of mine, um, ultra runner, said, Oh, you know, this is a good hard one. Look at that. And I just went bang, signed up straight away. I didn't even really, Oh, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> what, what, what now, what are I going to do? <laughs> Get a coach. <laughs> train train properly yeah i don't know yeah because i was similar like i wasn't really looking at this event at all and then um was at the pub after (laughs) surf coast trail marathon and people that i knew were doing it and then i was just like very easily swayed like yeah why not this seems fun (laughs) yeah why do all these great decisions often involve the pub (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah and so um what um when you think about you know all the training you have to do which which will be you know a fair amount of training and you've obviously already started what motivates you to do your training each day because as we know it's easy especially when we're busy with life to to find excuses can you maybe share with the listeners what what motivates you to make sure that you get your run in who'd like to go first um, well, I can, I suppose. Yeah. Yep. Um, I use the um, like the event as as just sort of like I'll be training anyway. I've missed a day's training in over three years, and actually now that you're giving me a rest days, I've I lie, I haven't rest days for the first time <laughs> in three years. That's missing training. Rest days are part of training. They are, so I'm still, yeah. But um, so I just, I use the, the, the intensity changes. Obviously when you get a, have an event such as 100 miles. Um, so yeah, I just, and I just get up each day and just go, got to do it, got to go. I can't, you know, I'm not going to miss a day. Like, so I just use a, the training program as just a tick sheet. Just tick them off, tick the, tick the days off, and um, it's just like a countdown. So I know we've got 100 days, 99 now. I don't know. Um, so I'm just counting them down, just ticking them, ticking off the days. So I don't think I'm not motivated by. Um, I don't feel I need motivation. I just just set that goal to get it done and. Once it starts, you just keep going to your finish. I often, I often say that motivation in and of itself is fleeting. It's a routine and discipline that stays. Yeah, and that's what I've been running off. So that's how I I just um, – and, and then, I don't know, before I started running using like more of a program, I was just running, um, if, and I would – the intensity would change on how I felt. So yeah. I'd still do it, but it would just change on a little. I'd just, you know, sort of like a bit of a wave on how I felt. So I'd just still be doing it just to remain disciplined. But, um, yeah, I'm sort of enjoying it now with, you know, the intensity change. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Emily, how about you? How do you get motivated to get out there every day? Um, I think running for me has always been like a really nice mental switch off, a social outlet. Um, So I don't think I've, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've had days where I'm like, I can't be asked getting runners on um, and getting out the door. Um, But this is the first time that I've actually had like a training 
program, a coach, um, because, and I decided to do that because I really wanted to get to the start line and feel really prepared to do 80K. So I was like, I really want to give it a good crack. Um, and um, yeah, it's really been interesting the way that the having a, um, a training program is, it's, I love the structure of it. Um, and yeah, also, cause like I mostly run in the evenings as like, it's kind of after work and just a nice head clearer. Um, but I'm liking the transition um, to running in the morning and getting it just out of the way. Cause part of me feels a little bit scared of like, <laughs> not, I don't know, doing the, the um, that specific um, program in the morning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, part of it's a little bit of like a, oh crap, I have a coach now. So there's more accountability in that sense. Um, but yeah, the motivation is like, yeah, just to kind of keep the event in mind. Um, I know that I always feel better after a run. Um, sometimes during it, you're still like a bit foggy in the head, but yeah, at the end of it, you're like, got it done. That's cool. So yeah. I'm yet to regret a run really, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Alicia, how about you? For me, it's a bit of the same as Emily. It's kind of like, oh, I have that. I haven't had a coach for really anything since my swimming days. So having another coach again, it's kind of like, shit, I better get it done, get it done now. But then I know I'm going to feel better for it. Also, the fact it's my first long run, like kind of shits me. Like I'm scared shitless of getting to the start line and being like, I have no idea if I can make it. <laughs> so knowing that if I like, if I follow it to a T, if I do all the right things, um, I'm going to get there on the day and be able to do it and do it well. Yeah. Keeps me going. Yeah. That's good. Thanks. Pete? I think, I think there's a certain element of, of fear for my motivation. And I, I think about events that I've done when I've been fit and how much more I've enjoyed those and knowing that this is the, the biggest one to date. I, I want I want to enjoy it. I, I don't want it just to be a day of of just digging deep the whole time. Discipline and routine, I, I think I think you're you're right. And and I I would still say I'm I haven't got that nailed down yet. And so I think one of the biggest challenges for me is to to maintain. The discipline and and the routine because I am lazy and so there there are days when I'm loving it there are days when when I'm not and and even just over the past couple of weeks following following the the, the program there are aspects to it that I love uh which is anything to do with the running and then there are aspects that I I don't enjoy so much which is the the, the strength training and it's it's yeah, it's it's the routine and the discipline, and I'm I'm not there. So I'm really hoping next time we 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 come together as a group, I'll, I'll be be feeling as as good as everyone else because I'm I'm. <laughs> and and that routine and discipline, it is it is it's like a habit. It takes time to form. So you're still in that beginning, that forming that habit stage. So it's perfectly fine to feel not so not so perfect about it yet so so don't beat yourself up about it it's fine you'll get there and you will by the next time i'm sure but i i, I get up so i get up early and and again for for most people it wouldn't be seen as particularly early but i'm i'm getting up three days during the week to be out the door running by around 6 30 and by the end of the third day i i'm so happy not to have to get up so early. <laughs> and no matter how good I feel getting up at that time, I, I still hate doing it. <laughs> I yeah. wish I could sleep in. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> you wake like pretty early, don't you, Adrian? I'm an, I'm a I'm one of the I'm four thirty at the door oh <laughs> running. No. <laughs> yeah i just and then usually I'll, I'll get back around six i'll um then i've got this like chill out time before i go to work and i sort of enjoy that but i, I just i know i like the no one around it's dark 
just get it done. And then I don't have to think later on at the end of the day, if I've missed it, I don't have to go, oh, I've got to go out now. And I don't know, having kids and things get in the way. So I figure the earlier, the better. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree. I, I like to get out early. And it is, it's really peaceful at that time of the morning because there's not many people mad enough to get up that early. <laughs> So what's I would like to know what sort of training sessions um, you all like the best. And, you know, that could be the easy run or the long run or a quality session. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a particular quality session, but sort of what sort of parts of training do you like the best? And obviously we know Pete, it, his favourite is not the strength work. So. <laughs> um, so, Emily, we'll start with you this time. What's your favourite type of training session? Um, so I think I'm about three weeks into the program now. Um, and my like training beforehand, like it just, it was like, I'm just going to go running for like an hour or two, a long run on the weekend. Um, there wasn't any structure to it. So I'm really enjoying the quality sessions, all of the intervals, um, that yeah, I like don't have much experience in it and, and I'm, liking that you can do I don't know up to about nine ten k's in one of those sessions um so that's probably yeah what I'm really really enjoying the most out of it it's strange like on a Sunday to have like or on a weekend at the moment like a 12k run whereas like I would usually run for much longer than that on the weekend and to just stop at that um yeah, it's a little bit strange to be like, oh, I really want to keep going. But then knowing that you sort of like have to build up and then you don't want to get injured. So, yeah, because we're building up the consistency across the days, not just the long run, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And then you've got to get up the next day and do like a quality session or something. So, yeah, there are still times though that I'm like, oh man, I just want to keep running. It's such a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that. That's fair enough. Peter, how about you? What's your favorite type of session? Um, very similar to to Emily, all the running I've done before has been quite aimless. It's just I'll get up and I'll go go for a run. So I I am enjoying the quality sessions and and both the the speed and and the hill work as well. And I I like having that structure and I I understand what I'm working towards. And so I'm, I'm actually enjoying those more than the, the easy runs or, or the longer runs, because I, I actually, I really enjoy having that purpose and then feeling quite, quite pleased with, with how, how that went. And I, I said, I, I like the hills. I never thought I would enjoy sprinting up a hill even if it is only for, for 15 seconds or so. And I, I've, I've loved that. It's, it's, it's been it's been different and I'm I'm enjoying that the the most, both the, the speed and, and the hill sprints. And and of course those hill sprints are, are strength work in, in disguise as well. It's okay, I'm running though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alicia, how about you? Uh, well for me it's my first week of your program. Yeah. Uh, mostly for me in the past running has, I usually hate, because from a triathlon perspective, I used to hate a brick session. So going out for a ride and then going out for a run and that run would just be a run up to like probably with the ones I was doing up to 10K off the bike. And I hated that. I hated the wobbly legs. I didn't like running in that stage. I really enjoyed my quality session this morning. Just keeping my mind ticked over. I think it, Izzy, I spoke to you about I hate running because I just, I'm just running. I'm not thinking of much and that's why I like my pool sets because I've always got something I've got numbers in my head so I really liked the quality session because it kept me occupied I had everything I was watching my watch I had in my mind the program I just had to tick it off and get it done and for me that went a lot quicker than a run has ever gone before. I, I, I find the quality sessions do go quicker too because you're you're not focusing yeah. on your hand you're focusing on your little intervals. Yeah exactly yeah that's fair enough how about you Adrian what sort of sessions do you like the best? Um, I actually like the whole workload of a week. Yeah. So having it, having those quality sessions in the hills, um, and those sort of easy run days, I just, I just find it like a, the whole thing a really good balance for me. Um, I recover like really well. Um, so 
the quality, yeah. So I, I know that I can put in really hard, like my hardest on those quality sessions. And I know the next day it's just going to, it's going to be easier. So it doesn't, so I don't have to hold back and I know I'll recover. And then just having those sort of the hill sessions on the weekends there, you know, I get it because most of the other sessions are done like on roads around home. Um, I just sort of get out to the pine forest and wherever I can find those hills around. It's pretty flat around here, but um, yeah, we've got a pine forest out near us. So I get out there and yeah, it's good. The strength sessions, I, yeah, I like them too. I was, yeah, I've sort of always done that. So but um, I'm just a bit more focused on what I'm doing rather than doing a lot of nothing. <laughs> and do you find, therefore, the focus is what you um, you find that's really making it easier to get through it all then, having the focus? Yeah, on, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a different intensity. Yeah. So um, that's what I like about it. It's like, yeah, you know, you've got that end goal and, you, you know, everything you do from now. And that's eating as well, like what you yeah. eat. Um, you sleep, sleep. <laughs> I, you know, never used to prioritize it. I was just like, ah, get six hours sleep, I'm fine. Five hours doesn't matter. I'm gonna run, and but now I'm sort of monitoring it a bit more and trying to get the most out of it. So then I've got more energy to put into the sessions. Yeah, and and that's a big thing is um sleep for recovery. And and speaking of recovery, what what a the rest of you um, doing for recovery and what's what's your sleep like and that sort of thing. Just um, who we go to. Um, Emily, we'll go back to you. Um, so I do a bit of yoga. Um, I'm not great on the rest days because like um, I'll either be doing uni work or yeah, just itching. Just to, <laughs> I'm not good at just staying still. Um, so yoga, I've started incorporating a little bit more. Um, my sleep is, um, yeah, pretty good. Although I went to, I'm starting to go to bed at like nine o'clock, which is weird for me, um, nine, nine 30, but it is actually good. Cause then you can get up nice and early and do a session. Um, so yeah, still like yoga. I'm really, really enjoying doing that. Um, I'm not sure if I should mix it up with like swimming or something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really individual. All I know is I think sleep is one of the best recovery tools. And certainly if you're getting up early, then you need to go to bed early. I mean, I'm myself, I'm normally getting ready for bed around 8.30, which is just horrendous when I think about it. But it's like, you know. <laughs> There's nothing on TV. There's nothing. Oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> it is. So, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. And what about you, Pete? Because now that you're starting to get up a bit earlier, are you going to bed earlier? Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to, but uh, unfortunately, um, my, uh, my wife stay, stays up a bit later and it's really the only time, by the time my kids go to bed, it's the only, we don't have much time. So I, I've always prioritised sleep. Uh, and so it's in a way it's working because as i said i can i can do it those three days during the week but i'm 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 certainly tired by uh by the end of day three i actually find after a long run i i don't sleep very well um i it's it's strange i i don't know whether it's because i've just consumed far too much caffeine throughout the day uh but um, I tend not to sleep, but that, that's, that's long, long runs, which I'm, I'm not doing at the moment. Uh, so like recovery wise, I probably don't really do much outside of, of the, the, the program other than perhaps a bit of um, short runs, cycles with um, teenage kids, um, but that, that's about it really or I'm put to work in the garden. <laughs> I don't know if gardening really is that much of a recovery tool. <laughs> I think it can be quite hard work. <laughs> you, Alicia? Uh, sleep is a big one for me. I love my sleep. I could not function throughout the day if I didn't get my sleep. Other aspects, I'm pretty poor. Um, swimming is usually my go-to. Uh, occasionally I'll jump on a bike, go for a bit of a ride or just spin out on a wind trainer. But other than that, it's pretty basic. 
Yeah, but and, and then like I said, I think swimming is, is a good one. Now, mm -hmm. um, GSCR, as we spoke, is quite a technical and, and hilly course. Mm -hmm. um, are, who of you are planning on using poles? Uh, me. Yep, so Adrian. Yeah, definitely Pete. me. Yes. Alicia? Still unsure with the 28. Yeah. Probably something I'll have to speak to you about. Yeah, that's fair enough. In the lead um, up, yeah. And so... Um, with uh, with obviously your training with the long runs, I'm I'm assuming you're, you know, using them in in the training too. Did you want to talk to people a bit about? <clears throat> are you finding the poles help you? Oh, sorry, is that me? And yep, Adrian, you're uh, yep. Um, yeah, I've I ran. Oh, which was it? The um, the Heisen one hundred and five, and I took poles in that, um, and they they did help me. Um, um, when I, I then when I did the hundred mile, I actually didn't use them because um, it was it's going to be like really rocky. But now I've sort of got them back out, and every long run I do now, I train with them. So and I and I need to practice my hiking. So um, it's probably like one of my weaker points. So I'm sort of liking getting the poles and digging them in and and using them as a training. Actually, using the hiking with poles as a training run. I used to think it was like I was wasting time. I should be running more and yeah. faster, but now I'm sort of slowing down and going, all right, I need to get, use these poles. I need to actually, you know, make the most of them. So I'm liking the poles. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're training for a hundred miles. It's not like you're going to be wanting to be running fast for the whole way. You need to pace yourself. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's good practice. Well, I'd have taken the surroundings, you know, have a look around, <laughs> make the most of it. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So Emily, how are you finding the poles? Um, I haven't started using them in my training at the moment, just because I'm not doing long-ish runs yet. Um, and I don't have that much experience with poles. I used them in the Marysville 50, which completely saved me. It was a land like pretty rubbish weather on the day. It was beautiful running in it. Um, but then on hills, it were just like these mud slides. Yeah. Um, they just got me up there. Um, and I feel like they give me a little bit more confidence going downhill. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but just the assistance uphill. I'm still not great with them. I'm like a bit clunky. Um, and usually at the end, I kind of either have sore shoulders or like sore kind of yeah. um, arms. But um, they, yeah, I think they do make a massive difference for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, if, if you're getting sore arms, it means you're using them properly. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then who knows with the weather, like that we'll get on the day, there might be snow. Um, yeah. yeah. But, it's pretty steep terrain that we'll be going um, going across, so poles for sure. Yeah, I mean, I know I certainly find them invaluable at GSCR. So, and what about you, Pete? How are you going with poles? I'm, I'm, I, I the the short answer is I, I love them. Uh, they're legalized steroids, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> I'm still still getting used to them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm an expert, but I, I. I find what they bring is is just um, yeah absolutely transformative. I in in a way I I probably don't use them as much as I should in in training, particularly at the moment when I'm not doing much more than 15, 18 k's. And there's there's a part of me that still sort of struggles a bit where when I'm running that distance, I prefer to run the climbs because it just makes me fit, fitter, uh, even though I know that I wouldn't be, be running that in, in an event and I wouldn't be running it if I was running, say, 30Ks. But I, I so I don't, I don't know why, but I, um, I, I probably don't use them as much as I, I should. I, I've actually quite in in my early mornings uh, running in the Dandenons, where all I can see are animal eyes reflecting in from my head torch. I, I quite like carrying poles just in case I get charged by a deer or something. So it makes me makes me feel safer. <laughs> yeah, there's always that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. 
Now, um, just changing tack a little bit, um, can you tell us who's been like your uh, biggest supporter or mentor or role model in, in running in, in your life, you know, just so we can sort of give a bit of a reflection on, on, on that sort of thing. Adrian? Um, look, I don't have a running background at all. Um, I just found that I, I moved to a um, from Melbourne to a small country town and I just got it um, like sort of hooked up with the running group here and um, and they're all they're all into ultras so I'm like all right what are we doing so now I'm an ultra I run ultras um, but um, they're, no they're good like there's a bunch of us that you know just enter races and get together when we can um, I tend to catch up with them once a week so that's that's motivating um, other than that I sort of I'm always sort of searching around on um, YouTube and finding great stories or podcasts like your, yours um, and I just yeah I just sort of have a listen and I don't know they people they just it plants a seed in you you just go wow what if I could do that <laughs> how good would that be so yeah that's where I just find um the support from yeah my running group and just people on the internet that i'll never ever meet <laughs> they're inspiring me so yeah cool thank you alicia how about you uh for me early days probably my dad being a huge runner mostly in the iron man sense and half iron man's and uh, most recently my pt zoe who does a lot of ultras and that sort of stuff. She's been in my ear for probably a couple of years now <laughs> saying you should do one, you should do one, you should do one. I finally sort of caved a little bit, but those two are, are my biggest influences. Thank you. Okay. Uh, for me, I there, there would be two in particular. So Alan Willis, um, he is the one who introduced me to, to trail running when, when I moved to the Dandenongs. And he was certainly the one who saw me through to my first marathon and my my first ultra and then uh recently um warwick king who is a fellow dandenon trail runner and is on a 500 plus day running streak and I've sort of tagged along with him and he is the one who has, uh, who's responsible for my two longest runs because we, we do that each year on his birthday. So yeah. he has developed my endurance more than anyone else. So definitely those two. Awesome. Thank you. Emily. Um, a couple of people like similar to Alicia, my dad, just cause I kind of, he's always been a runner and he kind of, He's happy to like come out sometimes for a run. Um, and then my partner, Steve, who I met um, at a run club in Melbourne that I joined. Um, and yeah, it's just, I mean, and that whole group. So yeah, bit of a shout out to Studley Park um, Run Club on Thursday nights. Um, they've just been awesome, super encouraging. Um, yeah, and it's just been that really awesome group of people that, um you either run on a Thursday night with or catch up with on a weekend you see them at events um and it's so nice to have friendly faces at finish lines and at start lines um but yeah I definitely have to highlight the influence of Steve um who is a mad runner and like even before like my parents when I was doing more running were like what's with all the running like and then they met Steve, who was just like much more wild. And they're like, oh, okay, right. You're not that bad. Um, so, <laughs> um, and he's just a really great motivator. He's encouraging. Um, and yeah, just happy to kind of go on these adventures. That's great. And I love adventures. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> and just as we're finishing off, can you maybe share with the listeners a, a funny moment or something unusual that's happened to you, something along those lines when you've been out running? Adrian? Um, actually, the other day I was running with um, a couple of friends of mine that do ultras and they started 
reminding me of all the silly stuff that I've done um, while, while I've been doing <laughs> these events. Um, and there was a whole list. I actually had to tell them to be quiet because I just, I'm like, if I didn't know who you were talking about, I would think that person is stupid. Like <laughs> I've done uh, just with um, uh, one, I grabbed um, a whole heap of, on my first ultra, um, I fueled it with um, chair seeds. I just grabbed a whole heap of like, uncooked just chair seeds and pour them in my mouth and they're like what are you doing I said I heard chair seeds are good for you and then they were just dry and I was trying to spit them all out and they were stuck in my mouth so I know chair seeds that was pretty that was my first um first run fueled by chair seeds that was <laughs> how'd that work for you <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good <laughs> then I found a packet of chips at a service station and munched them down that was better <laughs> salty chips yeah. Well, that's one way of doing with food. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah. Alicia, how about you? Anything you've got, got a funny story? Oh, to be honest, not a lot that I can think of that jumped in my what brain. Triathlon days. Oh, look, the only thing that jumps to my mind is the first time, like everyone probably has stories if they've done triathlons or used road, like road bikes and that sort of stuff with cleats. The amount of times on my first rides where you've fallen off at traffic lights because because you physically can't unclip. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the most embarrassing that's happened to me is out on the road in public. You're like, you're just <laughs> sitting there, you go to unclip it and you're like, it's not working, it's not working. Only thing you can do is hit the deck. <laughs> um, in terms of running, nothing yet, but come back to me because I dare say something's going to pop up in the next few weeks. If you're running on the trails enough, I'm sure there will be. <laughs> Peter? Uh, I think probably for for me is various as as a a Brit who's who's moved out here, uh, my experiences with Australian wildlife. Um, who I'm obviously aware that the snakes are are no good, but um, when I first ran around Listerfield, where you've got pretty sizable kangaroos, mm. and I didn't realise that. They, I always thought kangaroos were sort of, you know, quite quite friendly, and so I've I've stopped in front of uh, quite a big group, uh, and I'm I'm there taking taking my selfie with with the kangaroos, and I, I get home and say to my wife, I said, "Wow, I saw heaps of roos today. Like, look at this," and and she was just like, "Oh my god, what what are you doing?" <laughs> and uh, I've been a lot more a uh, lot more careful since then. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, normally when you go to Lisby, you, you just, uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of avoiding them. <laughs> I, I was getting as close as I could because I didn't really. <laughs> How about you, Emily? Um, oh, I've got like one that springs to mind is um, my first, I think it was the Razorback 22, which was probably my first like real trail trail event. Um, and I had like badly cramping with a couple of k's to go and then like cross the finish line and those like little screw tops on the like flasks and I just was a total mess um no dignity whatsoever trying to fill it up and just like my friends who were there just laughing just being like we'll do it like you just need to sit down um and then just the other week um I was running home uh in the evening it was dark at this point and um I heard a deer that was really, really close by um, and sort of I could see its eyes and I was like, I can't like, don't think it's going to get out of the way. And so I just, I turned um, backwards to be like, oh, maybe I'm like, it's going to attack or something. I don't know. I just got paranoid and then decided to turn my head torch off completely and just sprint into the, like in the dark oh, no. um, towards home. And it was like exhilarating because I was like, oh, I can actually run on the trail without a head torch, but also scared for my life and the deer chasing me. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And, and that's the thing. Cause uh, yeah, deers are quite hefty. So <laughs> you want to be careful. <laughs> Yeah, this one sounded pissed off. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to play with it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I got home, it was all right. That's, that's the main thing. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend to others for turning off your head torch. And it looks like I've frozen now. Um, but that's all right, because we're about to finish. 
So, What's your funny um, story, Isabel? Oh, my funny story? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of one. <laughs> oh, that's a great. Let me have a think. I'm trying to get my video working again. Completely gone now. Um, uh, funny story from me. Oh, I don't know. Jeez, put me on the spot. You even have heaps, surely. Oh, I'm sure I do. I mean, um, oh, well, let's say, for instance, when I was in, in Canada and, and one of the first races I did um, where there was, you know, where there was snow and everything and, and I'd never seen Canadian um, aid stations and I got in there and they had alcohol. So I had a couple of shots <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, I'm feeling so good and I promptly ran off and got completely lost. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, and then I made it to the next. Finally, managed to find the next aid station. I had another shot of alcohol, and ran off, and got lost again. So, <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, yeah, it was not a good race strategy. I um, <laughs> but you know that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, so yes, thanks, Adrian. I, I should have uh, thought for myself too. There, <laughs> sorry, I've disappeared from the um the screen, but that's okay. That's okay. What I thought we'll do is um, that we would get together again a week before the race and you can go over how your training's been going and how you're feeling and what your uh, strategy for the race is and that sort of thing. How does that sound? Sounds good. Yeah, perfect. Cool. Sounds good. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, have fun and good luck with all your training. And I'm sure the people who are also training for GSER who are listening will be feeling motivated from this. So, um yeah, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Bye. Thank you. No yeah. worries. Thank you. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed this informal chat. Your feedback has told me that you want more chats with general runners, so that's what this series is all about. If you have any other podcast ideas, do let me know. Also, if you did enjoy this episode, I'd love it if you could share it with a friend, either on social media or directly. If you do share it on socials, don't forget to tag me. Have a great week of running and training and have fun out on the roads and trails. <laughs>